On this episode of Across College Across, we recap Tuesday's games, but more importantly, get you set for one of the busiest weekends we have already in College Across. Big game on Friday, bigger games on Saturday, and nothing on Sunday. But we'll still have some fantastic action for you, especially with Loyola, Johns Hopkins, Duke, Denver, Albany, Syracuse. Navy UMBC, if you don't like those big schools. Plus, we'll also have predictions on some big games. My top five last games ever. Personal goal songs and the onomatopoeia of a sniff. That's all coming up on Across College Lacrosse. What? Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of Across College Across. I am your host, Chris Ostromsky, and we have a beautiful weekend of College Across to get to you. Starting all on Friday with Duke Denver, but before we'll do that, we'll start off with the games you may have missed that happened on Tuesday. Not really a lot of noticeable results but some results that we require that we decide to explain. Georgetown over High Point, 15-5. Michigan over Bellarmine, 9-7. Army West Point over NJIT, 14-5. UMass beating Sacred Heart, 13-9. Colgate, 21. Binghamton, 7. That's the second straight game. The Bearcats have given up 21 goals to an opponent. The attacking national champions beating Marist 13-7. And then in overtime, Mercer stopping a late Cleveland State rally, beating the Vikings 10-9. So that's out of the way. Nothing really noticeable there. Let's go right into this weekend's slate of games. A ton of them. We'll start with the Friday games. The big game on that day is Wagner-Lafayette. Now, I mean, that'll be a good game. I mean, That'll be on Patriot League Network, so it'll be a nice little tune-up for Denver-Duke top three matchup on ESPNU. And if that's not even good enough, Anish, Paul, Quint will all be on the call from Durham. Also, they have a bingo board you can find at Anish Shroff on ESPN. I believe it's his Twitter account. Excuse me, no. At Anish ESPN. You can find his Twitter account, and also his bingo board, Anish ESPN. So, Duke Denver, happy hour lacrosse, top three matchup. Start with the opponents, the away team, Denver, Trevor Baptiste, you know him, really good faceoff guy, also can provide some offense if he needs to. Duke doesn't really have that kind of faceoff guy, they have Brian Smith, who... Might be a good face-off guy later on, but we didn't do so hot against Trent Harper, who's a pretty good face-off guy. He did okay against High Point, did okay against Hunter Forbes in Jacksonville. This could be some kind of concern for Duke. I would be concerned for Duke at the face-off X. They might need to get a long pull out there to stop Brett Baptiste early on if Smith can't do the job. But we saw with Jacksonville... 
well, we saw, actually, scratch that, we saw that with Navy, you can have a really good FOGO, still lose a game. Why? Offense and defense, but also offense. But Denver has that offense. Denver has plenty of offense at their disposal. They have Austin French, who's going to be a very good junior attackman. They also have Colton McCaffrey, a senior attackman. Ethan Walker, by the way, who was a Big East Offensive Player of the Year for the preseason. Two assists in his win over Air Force last week. Sean Mayle, Dylan Gaines on defense. This is a very complete team. So is Duke. Only thing is, Duke might have the best offensive player in the nation in Justin Gutterding. 27 points in three games. I mean, they were Air Force high point Jacksonville. Yeah, but they're three games. 12 goals, 15 assists, 27 points already out there in the lead for, my opinion, Torreton Trophy. Definitely still fighting for Gutterding to win that Torreton. And if you want to hear him talk, Highly recommend you download the crease dive from our good friends at Barstool. Barstool Jordy, Rob Borzetti have had a great podcast so far. Would definitely recommend you to subscribe to them on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your pods as well. Hashtag brotherly love. But also outside of Gutterding, there's more guys there. Joe Robertson wearing the number eight that Jack Bruckner left. He has eight goals and six assists. Brad Smith from the midfield as well. Also, don't forget about the defense from the Blue Devils. That includes JT Giles Harris and Cade Van Raphorst. And also a new guy in Kevin McDonough, who is a grad transfer from Penn, along with Peter Conley at the attack from Georgetown. This team is complete. We'll see how the faceoffs do. And if you're a college across fan or you like the sport, set your schedules, close up your schedules for 5 o'clock until 7. Get, grab a drink if you're over 21. Big thing there. Do not un, do not drink if you're under 21. Well, if you do drink under 21, make it non-alcoholic beverages. But fun game, Duke-Denver. Friday at 5, ESPNU. Hopefully, you are watching that game. But if you're not, we have plenty of other games on the docket Saturday. At Homewood Field, it's not going to be Hopkins. We'll have Furman playing Sacred Heart. I think this game was supposed to be at the U.S. Lacrosse headquarters in Sparks for Maryland. For, but for some reason, that got moved to Homewood. Not that bad either, because Homewood's a very good field. Noon games, Bucknell, Richmond, Lehigh, UNC, Michigan, Penn, Mount St. Mary's, Towson, Air Force, Marist, Fairfield, St. Joe's, and Maryland, High Point. 1 o'clock games, Brown, Quinnipiac, NGIT, Delaware, Canisius, Dartmouth, UMBC, Navy, Cornell, Colgate, Johns Hopkins, Loyola, and the Battle of Charles Street. Hofstra, Ohio State, Hartford, St. John's, Siena, Hobart, VMI, Manhattan, Cleveland State, Bellarmine, Georgetown, Robert Morris, not done yet, Monmouth, Princeton, Drexel, Virginia, Bryant, Providence, and Jacksonville, Marquette. Crap ton 
of 1 p.m. games. 2 o'clock, not a ton, but still a good amount. Stony Brook, Penn State, Albany, Syracuse, Yale, Villanova, Vermont, Holy Cross. Very good games. The 2 o'clock slate. 2.30, not a good game. Just kidding. Rutgers Army. 3 o'clock. Could be a good game as well. UMass Lowell at Harvard. So a busy, busy Saturday slate of games. Sunday, we have one game. Detroit Mercy at Mercer. Let's run through outside of Duke Denver, which we already just did. Let's do some of these games as well on our Saturday slate. Now, Las Vegas Lines has the lines as well. We'll get to those at the end of previewing this, this schedule. Uh, games I will be watching besides the Syracuse game, which I will be at. Bucknell-Richmond might be a fun one to watch. Bucknell's 2-0. They're my 20th team in the my college cross poll. Richmond suffered a tough loss to UMBC on, la on last Saturday. Well, they rebound this time around. They faced a, that was a very tough retriever defense. How the Bison defense responds, we don't know yet. But Christian Klepstein has started the past two games. Ben Davis has come in relief. Will that change? Will Ben Davis start in goal? A lot of questions there for Bucknell, even though they're still two and zero. Lehigh UNC. What kind of UNC will we see? Will the Tar Heels rebound after their? Near loss to Furman. Will Lehigh be able to get a very good character win for their program and a win that they would that they are dearly in need of, especially with this junior class that they have of Ray and Spence, both Spences, Lucas the junior, and then James the goalie, that's a freshman. Along with Eddie Buhl and Craig Chick and those guys. Keep that one open. If you are a lacrosse fan at noon. Michigan Penn will be a fun one. Ivy League Digital Network. Michigan beat the Quakers last year at the Big House. Michigan's 2-0. Penn starts their season. They have an explosive offense. With Simon Mathias. Kevin McGeary. Alex Rosner. And my opinion. The best LSM in the nation. I'm sorry Notre Dame. Connor Keaton. Uh, Air Force Marist, both teams are winless, so a win here will kick one of them out of reverse survivor contention. Might be Marist because they have guys, Air Force still doesn't have their key contributors or their head coach in Eric Saramet. Uh, we'll go to the 1 o'clock games now. UMBC Navy. UMBC's defense was very strong after the first five-ish minutes of their game against Richmond, thanks to Tommy Linger, the freshman goalie, making 13 stops, giving up two goals, named to the USILA Team of the Week because of his freshman efforts in the cage. Navy, not a good time to pick a really good defense to play. Dave Little, Casey Reese, Grayson Terrain, Jack Ray, one goal each against Maryland in that loss. They need to get something going. Reese needs to get something going. This could be a game where that could happen, but it could also be a game where Navy gets shut down again on offense. And the mids do not want to start 0-3.
Cornell Colgate might be an interesting game to watch. Could be a very high-powered offense led by Jeff Teat for Cornell and Connor Fletcher for the Big Red. Also keep in mind possibly uh, Mike Hawkins for Colgate, Anthony Abadessa, Sam Cleveland, Brick Griffin Brown. Colgate might have their third straight freshman of the year in the Patriot League with Mike Hawkins who had five goals against Binghamton on Tuesday and then last Saturday had four and three against Marist. Charles Street rivalry. Johns Hopkins Loyola. Johns Hopkins looked really, really good against Towson. Brock Turnbull was probably the big guy to watch for. Made some very good stops against a eh, so-so Towson offense. But he's got to face Alex McGovern, Pat Spencer. Mike Orfici had a very good game last Saturday against Virginia. Three goals off the faceoff on five shots. So if he can win draws immediately, he might be able to drive right down the middle or start some offense immediately off the draw. Pat Spencer needs to have a big day on offense, as we saw with their offense. If Pat Spencer has the ball, Loyal's offense looks really good. If not, then it's, yeah. So one to watch there, especially if Hopkins wants to get that big rivalry one one that they got last year, thanks to Joel Tinney's overtime heroics to stop a two-game losing streak against the Greyhounds. Inside, uh, not Syracuse yet, Ohio State takes on Hofstra. Hofstra looking to start their season off at 1-0 with a big upset win over the Buckeyes. Jack Concannon will have to be the main guy in goal. Ryan Tierney, Dylan Alderman, Brendan Cavanaugh leads a kind of experienced group on, on offense. Ohio State, meanwhile, they're clicking as they should be. Jackson Reed and John Kelly posted back-to-back four-goal performances in the past two games. Trey LeClaire, still Trey LeClaire. Jack Jasinski, Colin Shell, a lot of depth at attack. Some depth at midfield. Defense stays the same. Ryan Tarafanko and Bo Laurie. Both are the D-Middies. And then you also have Matthew Schmidt in goal. That's been a very solid job replacing Tom Carey. So for the Buckeyes. And don't forget the face-off guys. Jake Weathers out. Kristen uh, Feliziani and Justin Inaccio are the 1-2 combo for the Buckeyes there. Let's go to... A New Jersey game, which could be interesting. Monmouth-Princeton. Note that. Also, not a lot of people have been talking about this game. Drexel-Virginia. We know that Drexel is going to be a, possibly a team that's in the CAA tournament. But, every time these two teams play each other, Drexel always gives Virginia a tough time. Even though Drexel's only won once. So, just because Virginia is supposed to win, which they might, probably will. Don't. Expected to be a big one. Drexel will stay in it for a little bit. As they always have. Bryant-Providence. An Ocean State Cup battle. Bryant can provide some offense. They are usually known for their defense. Providence didn't have a lot of offense last week. 
9-6 to Holy Cross after losing in overtime to BU the first week. We'll see what Brendan Kearns and Hazi Petrakos and Sean Leahy now at the midfield can provide for the Friars. Two o'clock games. Uh, Stony Brook, Penn State will be on Big Ten Network, and thank God the Big Ten Network released their TV schedule because uh, we have Albany, Maryland on there, which is a game that everyone wanted to watch, and if that game was not on, there would be outrage. People would be flipping cars, climbing on light poles, not eating stuff off the street, but you would get the point. It would not be a happy sight for lacrosse Twitter. But thank God we got that. We will start off with Stony Brook, who didn't look so hot in their game last week against Sacred Heart. Penn State, without the services of Grant Amet, they looked fine. Ryan Keenan had another big day, but Mac O'Keefe had five goals and one assist in that win over Hobart. Yale Villanova in Frisco, Texas. No Matt Barrett for a month, at least. Nick Testa will start in goal. Yale returns a lot of their guys. They are a top five team. They have Ben Reeves, who is a Torrington nominee, or should be a Torrington finalist this year. He was one last year. Jackson Morrow and Matt called that, and Lucas Kotler. A lot of their guys returning, especially on defense as well. And also goalie. It's not Phil Hufford, but Brody Wilson hopes to take that starting spot once again that he had to bow out because of Phil Hufford. And Connor Mackey's also a very good top 10 Fogo. Maybe top 5. And then finally, the battle of the two teams that were sitting at home last year, but maybe they should not have been sitting at home last year, Army and Rutgers. Army was the first team out of the tournament picture. Rutgers was the second team out of the tournament picture. Rutgers beat Army last year on the banks Army, maybe if they beat Rutgers, would they have gotten in? Not so sure, but something worth noting. Something that might be in Army's head as they look to go 3-0 and against to start the 2018 season. Let's do, let's do picks. Why not? Uh, Wagner-Lafayette. We'll start with the Friday games. Wagner-Lafayette. I like Lafayette in this one. They've actually impressed me pretty much, especially with UNC, and they edged out NJIT by two. Duke-Denver to the Lax Vegas line we go. Duke is a one-goal favorite. I like Duke. I think they do cover. I mean, if I'm picking Duke, they are going to cover. Over-under is 20.5. I'm taking the over 20.5 on that one. Saturday games, Furman-Sacred Heart. Give me Sacred Heart. Bucknell, Richmond. Give me the Bison. Lehigh, North Carolina. UNC is a four and a half goal favorite. I like UNC, but I think Lehigh plus four and a half is a safe pick. Over under 24. I'm going to say over 24 on that one. Michigan Penn. Give me Penn. Mount St. Mary's, Towson, the Tigers are three and a half goal favorites. I'm a little bit surprised by that. Give me Towson minus three and a half. Over under 17 and a half. Give me the under that number. Air Force Marist, I think Marist will win this one. Air Force 
they looked be- they looked better. They looked okay against Denver, but we have to take into account it was a blizzard out in Colorado Springs. So give me the Red Foxes in that one. Fairfield St. Joe's. Fairfield kind of disappointed me. Collinburg didn't have a point in three shots. Give me St. Joe's in that one. Mike Receivel will be back for his first game since his injury last year forced him to miss all last season. Maryland High Point. Maryland is an eight and a half goal favorite. High Point has been blown out by Duke and Georgetown. I like Maryland. Minus eight and a half. Over under 19 and a half. I'm, I'm going to go under, slightly under 19.5 in that one for the Terps. 1 o'clock games, Brown-Quinnipiac. The Bears are six-goal favorites. I will take Brown minus six, and I will also take over on 24 goals. NJIT-Delaware. I think NJIT keeps it close, but give me Delaware in that one. Dartmouth, Canisius, I like Canisius. UMBC, Navy, give me UMBC. And I think if there is a team that loses in the lower quadrant of the top 20, UMBC will get get my vote in the top 20 this week. Cornell, Colgate, give me Cornell on that one. Shout out to the fighting Jeff Teets. Loyola, Johns Hopkins. The Blue Jays are a two-goal favorite over the Greyhounds. It'll be an overtime game again, so Loyola will be plus two. I like Hopkins, however, winning over under 25. Give me over 25 on that one. After Ohio State, the Buckeyes are three-goal favorites. Give me the Ohio State minus three. Ohio State wins over under 19. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say over 19 on that one. In Columbus, Hartford St. John's. This will be Hartford's first game of 2018. I'm gonna go with St. John's. They looked kind of impressive last week against Rutgers. Siena Hobart. This is Siena's first game. Give me Hobart in that one. VMI making their 28 debut against Manhattan. I'm gonna go with VMI in this one. As a little surprise. I mean, two teams at the bottom of the pile in Division I lacrosse. Cleveland State, Bellarmine. Give me Bellarmine, even though Cleveland State played very good against Mercer. This should be a closer game as well. Georgetown, Robert Morris. This game could be an offensive explosion. Give me Robert Morris in this one. Monmouth at Princeton. This will be an interesting game as well. Princeton, I don't think, will be on here. No, they are. Princeton is a four-and-a-half goal favorite over Monmouth. Give me the Tigers, but I think Monmouth plus four-and-a-half is the safe pick. Over under 21. I'm going to go under 21 on that one. In the uh, Central Jersey battle. Drexel at Virginia. Virginia is a a four-and-a-half goal favorite. Definitely picking Drexel plus four and a half, but Virginia wins over under 22. That's getting over 22 with Virginia in that that game. Bryant and Providence. Give me Providence. Jacksonville Marquette. For some reason, Marquette's ranked. Two and a half goal favorites. I like Marquette plus two and a half. Or Marquette minus two and a half. Over under 21. 
Uh, I think over 21 is a safer pick. Stony Brook, Penn State. That line is favored for Penn State. Minus 4. Take that. Over under 26. I am going to go under 26. But that's not the highest goal total there is. Syracuse, Albany. This is my game of the week. Should be a very anticipated matchup between two teams. More anticipated than I think with this Albany team than we had with the Thompsons because of one player, Tahoka, who, from what I've read, might not be 100%. Fun offense. Good defense. Might not be the one more recognizable defenses, but they return all their starters and J.D. Colarusso and T.D. Erlin at the face-off X. Syracuse put up 21 goals, but we saw with Colgate, they also put up 21 goals, so does it mean anything? Maybe. We'll see, but I know the Orange are playing the underdog card very very well. I wonder why. Maybe they have an Eagles fan as their manager on the team. Hmm. They, it is a pick em. This game is a pick em. The lines are uh, wussies for not having a set line or a favorite. Syracuse, as the home team, is the favorite. Uh, that's sad. Uh, I am going to go with Albany on this one. It'll be a close game. Over-under is ridiculous. It's 30 goals. Give me under on that one. I mean, I would love to see a 30-goal game, but I don't think that'll happen, especially with Albany playing their first game of the season. Down in Texas, Yale Villanova. The Bulldogs are three and a half goal favorites over the Wildcats. Give me Yale minus three and a half and under 23. Rutgers at Army. Army is a three goal favorite against Rutgers. I like the Black Knights, but give me the Scarlet Knights covering at plus three. Over under 19. I'm going to go slightly over 19. And then on Sun, and then also actually, UMass Lowell Harvard. Could be an upset. I think UMass Lowell will play a very good game. Two-goal margin, but Harvard will win. Sunday's game, give me Detroit Mercy over Mercer. So there are your Division I men's games. In Division Two. there are some interesting games there. Specifically, Merrimack NYIT. That will be a fun top 10 matchup with the... Merrimack squad that went to the Division II National Championship game last year where they lost to Limestone in the title game. Lemoyne is in action. Belmont Abbey's in action. Seton Hill is at Lenore Ryan. Lenore Ryan upset Limestone last week for probably their biggest win in program history. But the big game is on Sunday at noon. Big game in the South, too, by the way. Tampa. Host or Tampa's at Limestone. So if you're a Division II guy or you just want to watch lacrosse on Tuesday or Sunday, excuse me, if you want to watch lacrosse on Sunday, Tampa Limestone might be your best bet. And then Monday, Lenore Ryan's also in action against Malloy. Moving to Division Three, there are some notable games Colorado College at Roanoke on Friday. 
Saturday, we'll have a big game at 1, Ohio Wesleyan against RIT. Very good teams in Division 3. We might see them again in the Division 3 tournament come May. Gettysburg is also in action. A few other teams in action. Salisbury in action. Uh, Franklin and Marshall against Lynchburg also at 1 p.m. That'll be a good game against ranked teams. And then also on Sunday, Denison is at Washington and Lee. So those are your Sunday games in Division 3. Women's Division 1, we already had one result. Northwestern taking care of business against Colorado, 15-8. Two ranked teams. Northwestern starts 3-0 in the season. Stony Brook, UN, excuse me, Stony Brook USC, 4 o'clock on Friday. That'll be a fun game to watch. Kylie O'Miller just got a bobblehead. She will be a player to watch in the women's game and all around in college across. She should win the Torrington for the women's game this year. She should have won it last year. Joe Spallina has a talented group up in Long Island. USC is one of the better teams in on the West Coast. 1-0 after an 11-5 win over Virginia Tech last weekend. Also in action, North Carolina and Oregon and Ohio State on Friday. Saturday, a big time matchup in Florida where Maryland is at Florida. That game is at noon. BC takes on BU. We also have Hopkins Loyola at 1 o'clock. Elon at Virginia at 1 o'clock. And then Virginia Tech's in action against Old Dominion. Arizona State looks to go 3-0 in their inaugural season against San Diego State at 4 o'clock. And then Sunday, Northwestern at Duke at noon. And then out west, Syracuse at Oregon at 4. Monday, Stony Brook is at Stanford at 4 o'clock. And that is your action all across the country throughout this weekend of college lacrosse. Moving on to other topics, not really involving the games this weekend, but some interesting questions that I've gotten throughout this weekend. We'll start off with, Personal goal songs. Now, Syracuse has decided for every player to have their own personal goal song for whenever they score a goal. Kind of like what the Vancouver Canucks did two years ago. Each player picked out a song that they liked that would be played if they scored a goal. Now, obviously, some of them won't have their songs played because they won't play, they're redshirted, or they're a goalie. Few of them are bad. Damadonis' bad uh, personal taste myself. But if I had to pick my goal song, it would either be, I think, I don't know. I don't like a lot of like rock songs, rap, whatever. But I would probably go with either Cult of Personality by Living Color or Kurt Angle's uh, intro song because the chant that the fans usually do, because I used to be a WWE fan, and he's still there now. Whenever the uh, the beginning of the song, actually, well, the, when he was walking out, the crowd always chanted, "You suck, you suck." So, feeling that you score a goal, 
and you have some people saying you suck to the other team, and, or some of those players might even know who Kurt Angle is and have heard the song, it might give them a little bit of a a bad feeling that they just let up a goal to a guy that is a Kurt Angle fan. That would be mine. What is yours? would be interesting to see what yours would be and why. Give me a mention at CF Dostremski and at college underscore cross, and we might read some of those top goal songs on Monday if we get any because I think we've done a few of these polls before and we haven't gotten any which eh it's okay next one is a longer topic top five lax games our buddy AT, uh, Jake Nazar at ATVS underscore Jake Nazar did one of these top five things and every like you got he did another top five things so he did one for Lax games that he's been alive for. And I'm going to do mine. Now, quick caution for you. I haven't really watched a ton of college lacrosse. Uh, the, I think the first time I watched college lacrosse was in 2012. And I remember it was Princeton playing for some reason. I don't know how I remember it was Princeton playing. But Princeton was on my TV. They might have been playing Virginia in a, in a uh, tournament game. Or might have been 2011. Whatever, but, and then once I had my LaSalle friends graduate that played lacrosse that I knew from being a manager on the team, Matt Rambo, Kevin Forster, Sean Coleman, Stephen Hudak, started to watch more college lacrosse because I knew those guys and wanted to see how they were doing, so Maryland was on there a lot. Obviously, I wanted to go to Syracuse in my first game that I ever attended, College cross-wise was actually second because I actually went to Maryland Duke at Maryland in 2013 uh, when we were going to Catholic University to play the Matha that year. And then after that, it was Syracuse Duke in the national championship at the link, a future ACC matchup. And then once I got to Syracuse and on the team and starting to write for uh, in lacrosse we trust under Marissa and Jemmy, I needed to watch a lot more college lacrosse to get myself known to the game and what's going on and whatnot, and then going to championship weekend in Philadelphia, getting a credential for that, and been going ever since. Now knowing the sport a lot more, knowing these lower-tier teams that not a lot of people give uh, coverage to, we want to try to get that as well. So my top five lacrosse games overall that I can remember in no particular, in a chronological order, Syracuse Duke in the 2014 ACC semifinal in Chester, a thriller. I know we had the goal with 30 seconds or whatever, 10 seconds left with uh, Donahue or Rice to tie it, and then Donahue with the game winner as time expired to beat Duke. Then we had Albany Notre Dame, a very classic game in the NCAA quarterfinal at Ofstra. Albany, that was probably their best chance to win and go to the NCAA uh, championship weekend. Notre Dame and Matt Cavanaugh decided, nah, you'll wait and maybe never go there. Hopefully they do. Maybe this could be the year. First game that I went to covering championship weekend, 2015 NCAA semifinal between Denver and Notre Dame. That was the Sergio Perkovic fourth quarter performance game but Denver eventually won that in overtime 
that was a fantastic game to watch, especially to see Perkovic and Notre Dame come back from four or five goals down in the fourth quarter. And then the final two games were from the 2016 championship weekend, which was my first championship weekend with College Cross, along with Safe, and we were working together in Philly at the link. Maryland Brown in overtime, very good game. Maryland won that on a crease goal by Colin Heacock. And then a couple days later, UNC in overtime over Maryland to win their first championship since 1991 in overtime. And that was just a wild game overall. Both of those games were wild. That was probably one of the better championship weekends we have seen and had in a while. And I was happy that I was be able, we were able to cover that for the site in Philadelphia. And we are excited that it will come back next year and in 2020, right? Yeah, 2018 is in Foxborough. 2019 is next year. 2020 is two years from now before they go to Connecticut for some reason. So those are my top five games. Again, if you have others, let us know at college underscore cross, at me, at Ryan McD29, at Erie underscore Barrister, and also you can at ATVS underscore Jake Nazar because that is who was the pretty much the reason why this is getting up on our podcast. Now, with the Winter Olympics going on right now, Is there an athlete, a specific athlete, and then also a group of athletes that you could that you think could play lacrosse? Chloe Kim, Michaela Schifrin, Shawnee Davis, maybe put Shawnee Davis on the midfield line with Kyle Harrison, Miles Jones. That would be a nice little line growing the game as well. I can't really name a lot of Winter Olympics athletes, because I also haven't watched the Winter Olympics. You have basketball on, you have hockey on, you have the college games on, and lacrosse, because it's in season as well. If there were any Winter Olympic athletes that decided they wanted to play lacrosse, which of them would be the best fit? I'd like to see Chloe Kim. I would think she would be able to be, hey, I'm down to play lacrosse. I don't even know what it is. Let me play it. She seems to be that kind of girl. She likes to eat her ice cream and be alone on Valentine's Day. She she just seems to be a chill chill girl at 17. It's not too late. Shifrin, it's possible. Lindsey Vaughn, maybe. Sean White, you know, he looks like a guy who could have played lacrosse 10 years ago. The Flying Tomato. But if there's hockey guys probably could play lacrosse because they're known for scoring lacrosse-style goals. Skeleton guys? I mean, they're going head first 80 miles an hour, maybe 90 miles an hour. So they could be a good attackman going, diving first into the crease. Nothing new for them. Bobsledders, team effort, face-off guys, teamwork in one little tight area. At me with those mentions as well. And then finally, this has nothing to do with lacrosse. This was debated in the locker room on Thursday. The onomatopoeia of the sound that a sniff makes. So, how would you spell the sound of a sniff? So, how would you spell that out? Not like sniffs, like they have with like subtitles, but the actual sound. It's it's a it's a uh, it's been a tough question to answer. I don't think you can answer it, but some of the guys have come up with answers that I was able to jot down. Some of them are weird. 
PHFT. I don't think you should have a T at the end. PFT. PF. That's close. PST. That doesn't sound right. And then PSTSS. That doesn't sound right either. I would go with PF, but I don't think there's even any answer to that. I don't even know how that's a question. That's one of those unanswerable questions, just like where we came from. And then it gets to really deep thoughts about life. And then you get into the, you get the Ilya Pascala philosopher kind of mood with like, oh, you know, solar system, right? So humongous big, right? We, we so big in the universe. And then we're just so small. That was a horrible Ilya Pascala reference, by the way. Advise you to not be like me. And if you can't do an Ilya Briskolov, don't. Other than that, that's it for this show. We will stick to College Cross for now on for the most part. And other any other topics that I feel is pretty cool. You can at me at CF Dostromsky. Follow me there. Follow us at College Cross at college underscore cross. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Also, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Still working on Google Play. And then also follow us, uh, the College Crosscast as well on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast from. Have a fantastic weekend of College Cross. Stay hydrated, everybody. Bye, Felicia.